Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. All right, well, guys, Girls, people, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, they's, thems, um, we are, this is our last Tuesday tune-up for the year, which means this is your last chance to get a tune-up, that it's a new year, <laughs> like, like right around the bend, which is crazy that we're here again crazy um i thought today we um can talk maybe about the bullshit of new year's resolutions um and just kind of like how we approach it and what what we're focused on and what we do differently and um how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel okay about it. Yeah. Did you have something else in mind? No, it's fine. I mean, it's apropos. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of that time. It's mildly sexy. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, as far as resolutions are concerned, for those of you guys are, are in here, I'm just curious, do you guys make them? How do you go about them? If you want to sound off in the chat box, I'd love to, uh, in the chat box, that sounded weird for some reason. Um, in the chat box, I'd love to hear about it. Um, I, uh, I, I don't resolve usually, uh, to anything because I feel like throughout the entire year I'm resolving to so many things. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't ever have like, uh, this year I'm going to do this kind of thing. Cause to me, I, I think what I've learned over the year is that if it's not a, uh, if it's not a lifestyle, you're not going to do it anyway. There's no, there's no crash diet that works. There's no, uh, easy way to get your body, you know, one thing that, oh, I'll do a three month sprint with my body and get myself in the best shape of my life. Like I, I find that incremental change is the best change. So I don't anticipate like throwing myself into 
something. I mean, you know, like I, I want to learn a new language. Uh, you know, this, I have just like everyone else. I have my excuses right now. It's young children who require a lot of my time and my attention. Um, and I just find between, you know, them and just trying to keep my body <laughs> where I want it and stuff like that. And there's just a lot of, a lot of energy in that direction. Um, and I know like, you know, time is going to change and things will change and I'll, I'll get that time back. Having said that, yeah, like to me, it's always, you know, if I, if I can't make it a lifestyle, I just don't see the point. Mm, I like you know, that. I just, I just don't see the point of doing it. Like if I'm, if I'm not going to make it a lifestyle to learn a new language, what's the point? I don't want to do a three month sprint and then not do it anymore. Um, and things in my life that I haven't stuck with is cause I, I didn't make them into a lifestyle. So, uh, I'm also, uh, call it a conspiracy or not. I, I think that our calendar system is totally awesome. fucked up and, uh, there's supposed to be 13 months of 28 days, uh, every year. And that's why to me, like when I always tune into January one, there is a, a lack of newness in the energetic field at that time. It's like, cause the, cause truth be told, the year hasn't actually ended. Um, and if you tune into like around the time the Chinese new year kicks in, that's more accurate in my opinion to the time of year where the, the freshness actually happens. So um, that, I know that's just kind of throwing stuff out there, but you know, there's, for those that don't know, we have like a Gregorian calendar, which is what most of us use the 12 month calendar. And then you have like the biblical Hebrew calendar, which is uh, a moon, a lunar calendar, which is based on a 13 month system. And I don't know about you guys, but like, you know, lunar cycles have a lot to do with emotion and things that happen on our planet. So it, come to see, it seemed to come that like, you know, those cycles have a lot more to do um, with, with just what's going on on our planet. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's just my take on it. I, I think for some people resolving to have this, that, or the other, um, can make a big difference. Uh, and it's just not my game. You know, I, I, I love the way I do my life. Uh, there's nothing particularly wrong or that needs fixing right now. And it's more like, uh, for me, it's more subtly turning the dials and optimizing than it is making big changes. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really cool that I see like a lot of people here also kind of on that same tip. I, I will share this other thing that I think has really shifted for me which is also, I believe, like, even as I was sharing about my excitement, I really do believe that this way of being and, and wanting to create and like the goals that I have have really shifted. And I think that's why I have the experience that I have right now. So I, I do, I'll share with you guys that like, I used to have uh, areas of life kind of like Ian's pointing to that I wanted to work on or, um, uh, you know, whether it be like financial goals, business goals, health goals, family goals, uh, monetary goals, things like that, that I, I used to create. And what I started to pay attention to was that it got to a time in like the year where you would kind of review like a check-in and you're like, oh, I'm not meeting the goals. And then you have to like deal with all the upset <laughs> around that you haven't played or that um, you're not where you want to be or whatever. And then like, and then the energy behind that was kind of like icky. It was like, ugh. you know, I wasn't like, didn't motivate me where I was like, Oh my God, you know, only three months left to do the goal. And like, I wasn't like 
running for it. So I was like, okay, that fucking doesn't work for me. And maybe it does for some, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that like are motivated by that. I'm not one of them. Um, what I started to tune into though, is that ultimately, and we talk about this all the time. It's like my outside world is simply a reflection of my inside world, right? So if things out here aren't working the way I want them to, right? Whether it be health, relationships, money, time, whatever it is, then I can go out there and try to like move shit around to make it look and feel the way I think it, it needs to look and feel, which also, I don't know if you guys uh, are aware of that, like, but that doesn't work for me either. Um, and what I started to tune into, I was like, well, if the outside world is a reflection of my inside world, then my inside world, I can actually have a lot of say over. Like the outside world seems daunting to me. Like there's just so many fucking variables. Like, you know, this delusion that you can control anything out there. If COVID didn't blow that delusion out of the water for every single human being, like, I, I don't know what else you need to come and tap you on the shoulder and be like, you have no fucking control over anything that's happening out there. Like zero negative, you know, whatever it is. So I'm like, okay, well, if I don't have control over that, what is it that I can? And that's my inner world. And so my goals today have nothing really to do with the outside world. It's like, I want to experience more peace. That was, that was my big one last year. Like I want more peace in my life. Right. And the way it's not like I'm going to alter all these circumstances in my life to provide me peace. Like it's not how it goes. It's can I find peace within while all the chaos is happening out there. Right. And then that is something that I can day in moment by moment choose to be a participant in. And what I've noticed is like, as I bring more peace, which in essence creates more stability in my life, then my outside world begins to reflect more stability and more peace. So there, like my home life, right? Like the kids are more peaceful. My relationship with my wife is more peaceful. My relationship with guys, more peaceful. My relationship to money is more peaceful and stable. And therefore like more of it comes my way. Yeah. And that's not to say that like shit isn't happening or like circumstances and stuff isn't happening in my life all the time. It does, you know, guy and I almost bankrupt our company for the whatever seventh, eighth time, just a few months ago. And my ability to be with the circumstance that we were facing was so wildly different than I had ever gone through it before. And that I believe is the reason that we shifted out of it as quickly as we did and into a circumstance that both of us, like in the best case of scenarios, if we jotted down like all of our life goals, we wouldn't have come up with what showed up when we just surrendered to 
that and like still found that peace and stability and well-being within. So to me, honestly, like I want to keep expanding that because that seems to be like the, the, the gift that keeps on giving in every other area of my life. Um, and uh, something like that I'm really, really playing. And I know Guy is, is playing this game uh, right along with me is I want, I'm creating like a massive, massive breakthrough in, uh, in my wealth this year. Like that's, that's a big, that's a big piece that I'm just like having my awareness on this year. Um, and I created some like really cool gifts that I get to give to myself, uh, when that happens as like, a this like very clear marker, but yeah, that, that to me has, has created massive, massive shifts because at the end of the day, I'm not looking for these markers out there of like, Oh, I'm not, I'm so far away from my goal or blah, blah, blah. It's, I just keep looking in here and I'm like, am I experiencing more peace? Right? Like in this circumstance, am I able to find that center faster? Am I able to stay in my alignment while all this stuff is happening? And listen, stuff is always going to come to like throw you and it happens. And now I use it as an opportunity to be like, oh, how fast can I recognize that that threw me? How fast can I bring myself back to that place? And then how long can I stay at that place? And then I just watch all the stuff around me just kind of work itself out. Yeah, I was going to mention that, you know, in one of our programs, one of the first things we uh, talk about that's a kind of like a, a little gauntlet challenge that we throw down. And there's a way that we go about it, but I'll, I'll, like the overarching concept is to not meddle, like to not get involved with things. Um, and so how many of you guys know that you have like something you're trying to resolve in your life and you're actively trying to resolve it all the time? Just say I in the chat box if you if you can relate. And then just letting you, uh, you know, think about or feel into what would it be like if you just stopped dealing with that thing completely? Like you just let it go, however it is, in whatever state it's in, and you just didn't do anything about it. And I know that can sound terrifying, right? To like try to not do something about something, because especially if it feels like detrimental. And truth be told, I think most things that feel um, painful or negative in the system in some way, at some level, we're all dealing with the fear of death, mm. you know, even if it's unconscious. And so it's like, hey, if I don't do that, if I don't do this thing, it can actually feel like I'm going to die if I don't work on this problem or whatever it might be. And that's a challenge to let it go, right? Like surrendering to the moment is is probably one of the <laughs> most consistent teachings of my entire life um, and, and most challenging because it's such humanity conditioned nature, different than just nature, nature conditioned nature to like do something about what's happening right now. And, you know, one of those, the reason we ask people to do that for like two weeks is just to run an experiment and to see what happens when you're not in intervening with what's occurring. Yeah. And for a vast majority of people in the art of non-intervention is actually where the thing changes for them. Something shifts, something resolves. 
And I think it, it just works back to the same patterning. It's like, if you resist it, it persists. The moment you stop and surrender to it, so it has the spaciousness to move through. And so like, there's so much resolution to be had in our lives by just not working on something. And so again, you know, yeah, it's cool to have goals and games and I like all those things, but it's like, you know, you got to feel into the energy that's behind what's creating the thing. If you're in like disillusionment and you're trying to like fix something and you're like, all right, I'm going to create this lofty goal. Maybe creating that lofty goal actually, actually creates quite a bit of a contraction in your system. Like it's, it scares you so much that the system like locks up because it's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. And like, that's where you're going to be creating that thing from or attempting to be creating that thing from to me, that doesn't scream health in the system. Like when you really, when you get on the stream on your path, call it whatever you want to call it, you know, like in your, in that pocket where, where it's like your thoughts and your emotions are aligned. Uh, there's a spaciousness that you feel with it. There's an excitement that comes along with it. I was just listening to uh, Alex Huberman. Um, is it Alex or Andrew Huberman? I always forget. Andrew, Andrew Huberman. Yeah, Andrew Huberman um, podcast with Robert Greene. Oh, wow. Yeah, and Andrew says that um, that book, Mastery, that we always talk about is uh, top three books he's ever read. And one I, of the books he recommends the most. And I, wow, I, that's I agree, so cool. I agree wholeheartedly. But what I want to tell you is Robert Greene, wrote that book so that people can find their life's purpose. He said he didn't even start working on it until he was 38 or 39 years old. And it took him probably a decade plus to write that I mean, book. like where he started doing something on his life purpose, right? Wow. And he mentions how, you know, it's the easiest when you're a child, obviously harder when you're in your 20s, much harder in your 30s, seemingly starts becoming near impossible in your 40s and 50s because of the, the stuff that's ingrained. But he's talking about how there's like grooves in your brain and it's like, you just want to go with that, but uh, I couldn't agree more. It's like, if you don't have an emotional connection to what you're doing, it's extremely hard to persevere in the face of no results. Mm. And most of life is really facing a lack of results. It's not, you know, what was it? Bo Eason that told us is like, most of my life is just course correction. Once in a while I hit the, the bullseye, right? Like most of life is just course correcting over and over and over again, making subtle changes um melanie's asking for the book it's it's a book called mastery by I'll, robert I'll put it in there. by robert green definitely one of the most um inspirational books we we use it to name a, f a phenomenology that he says in there where it's like when you're starting out with anything you're a student then you become a practitioner and eventually you become a master of that and we always use that in like every environment we get into whether we're in a business environment or an environment of of, you know, personal transformation, because we want people to understand you're going to come into this and you're coming in as a student, a student doesn't know their head from their ass, you know, a practitioner is someone who's been doing it for like a year or two, maybe three starts getting a grasp of what are the practices, the commitments I need to make to get better at this thing. And like mastery is like, you know, appropriately about a seven year journey. And the reality is in my life, in my experience, I think Elon would agree it's right around the time that you hit that seven year mark that you just start feeling that, you know, what the hell you're doing at all. Like now you're just like, all right, now I can get started, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of weird. Cause you're like on this path where it's like, you're gaining, you know, fluency in some area of your life. But like, you know, it's like when you have mastered a language is when you can start expressing through books, you know, by writing books, by writing posts, that makes sense. But it's like before you've mastered English, you know, a few words, but could you really impact with your words? Probably not, you know, not as much as you could later on. 
And so like, there's just, that's the art of learning and, you know, whatever it is that you're choosing. And that's why we, we choose this path. We choose to educate people in this path because we understand that life, whatever you're experiencing, no matter what you decide to do with your life, the, it, it, it all springs forth from a certain foundation. And that foundation is your consciousness. That foundation is what you believe about yourself. That foundation is how you feel about life. That foundation is how you per perceive your relationships and perceive yourself in this world. And so it's like your ability to do anything is either going to explode or be limited based on those things. And so to not learn about yourself, to not learn about your consciousness, to not learn about how to let it, let go of things, how to surrender to things, how to heal from things, how to authentically connect, how to experience safety, how to experience well-being, like all that stuff. Like if that's, if that's the, the, the source where everything springs forward from in your life, and that's not the foundation of it, in our opinion, everything is harder. You know, Elon mentioned like, you know, facing financial ruin, which we have off and on throughout the years. And, you know, I can't tell you that everything is like hunky dory in our world either, but like the, here's the reality, like Elon and I are, are on purpose. We've been on purpose since we were about 20 years old. And so like to us, it's like we can face any circumstance and some of them have been terrifying, um, truly terrifying uh, in the face of that because we literally cannot imagine doing anything else. Now, if this was just something we just did as like a hobby or a hack job. We or we were trying yeah, we to We would have run away with our tails between our legs a long, long time ago, you know, and, and, but that's what keeps us going. It's like, look, if, you know, there's many people who have found brilliant success uh, in the later parts of their life, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, right. Where like something clicks and something magical happens. And a lot of us don't think that way. We're like, oh, well, I missed my opportunity. I didn't do that when I was young or I didn't do that when I was 20s. Fine. Like, okay, maybe like you're not going to become, you know, the best footballer in the world or, you know, an all-star baseball player at 40 years old. But like your goals can change, right? Like that's the, that's the, the gift of getting older is that your desires shift and what, you know, like maybe your body is strong at this point in your life. Maybe it's not, maybe your mind is really strong at this point in your life. Maybe it's not, maybe you have like um, linguistic aptitude at this point in your life that you didn't have when you were 30 or 20 years old. Like, what could you do with that? You know, what, what could you become? And again, it's like time and time again, we see, you know, it was just on with our level one people and some of you guys were, were there and you just see that, like that lack of belief, that lack of ability to step out. And so for a lot of us, when we, we hear that we're like, how do I motivate myself to become that person? How do I think my way out of this trap? And here's the reality. You can't. So nobody talks about for the most part, because people don't have a lot of fluency in, in the area of like energetics and awareness and body. It's like, you literally can't think your way out of that trap. Yeah. You can think the way that you think. And even if you try to think new ways, it'll still be informed by the way that you think. So. And so like your body has been moving in a certain direction for such a long time. There's so much energy and groove set and that's where the flow is. And that's why it's so difficult to change that flow. But you, because most people try to do it from, Oh, I just need to think differently than I have before. Okay. Try to think differently about motivation. Are you, <laughs> Are you motivated? Like good luck. You know, try to think different about your sadness. Are you less sad now? Good luck. Try to think different about your depression. Are you less depressed now? Good luck. I've been all those things. I know it mm -hmm. doesn't work. 
you know, I, I've been, I've been angry since I was like three years old. I mean, like violently angry towards, I don't even know what my dad, life, God, this, that, and the other. I'm like, you don't think I want to, I'm not like every time I'm angry, I'm like, woohoo, <laughs> like more of that, please. You know, I'm like, oh my God, this is intense. This is insane. Can we cut this shit out? You know, you don't think I've thought about not that for so many years. There is no liberation in me thinking differently about it. There is just like more judgment, to be honest, about those systems. It really is. It's in the felt sense. It's in our ability to be with what's arising and in a compassionate way, not in a judgmental way that allows for these things to let go. I can't tell you I'm never angry anymore. It comes up. It's, a, it's like a, it's a way my system defends itself. It's a knee jerk response. Having said that, there is a lot more peacefulness in my experience than there was five years ago. There's a lot more ease today. It takes a lot more to trigger me. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it, it used to feel like it was ruling my life. Now it feels like it's something that steps in once in a while. And you right? have, you have a ton of more awareness around it. I have a ton more awareness around it. The, the experience itself doesn't last as long. It doesn't feel sticky or as heavy in my system. I know how to get myself resourced. There's so many things I know how to do today with it, but it's not because I was like, oh, I should stop being angry this is the year I'm going to resolve to be less angry. You know, like it, it doesn't work that way. And so whether it's anger or something else in your life, like we all have our knee jerk responses and, and all those things really, 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 really require you to let go and to compassionately see them as they are for what they are and not be so upset at them when they arise. You've got to understand they are coming forward to protect something very, very holy, very sacred, very sensitive. And so they're doing their job extremely well, maybe to the detriment and chagrin of your life. Nonetheless, they are doing their job extremely well. And if you can't learn how to begin to work with those mechanisms versus trying to work against those mechanisms, you're always going to end up trying to resolve to be some other way or have something else show up in your life. And again, just to for my original point, it's why I, the only thing I've resolved to is becoming incrementally better every day. Uh, you know, even if it's the smallest little thing, like, okay, oh, just, just notice that sensation. Let me just practice noticing that sensation yeah. over and over and over and over again. Let me not try to change the way that I think. Let me work with where it's at right now. You know, with, in our company, you know, and saying there's like, you know, a big change. These are incremental changes that have happened over a very, very long period of time. We've been working on our sales and marketing systems for years to get them where they are right now, you know, and to like, then there's a sudden breakthrough and then there's the problems that that breakthrough creates and it kind of takes a little slide back and then there's another breakthrough. And so today when I look at it, I'm like, okay, can we make our system 1% better today? Yeah. Like, what do I, what do I get to sit down and, and do? So it's 1% better. Okay, great. At the end of this month, you know, I don't know what one times one times one times I know what one times one is. It's it's still one, but you know, let's say it's thirty percent better at the end of this month. It's a huge improvement. Yeah. Right. Say three months from now, it's a hundred percent improvement. That's twice the efficiency. Huge improvement, right? Like so that that's the stuff. It's like it's like life. The beauty of life, in my opinion, happens in the subtle. Yeah, you know, I'll say this. The last piece. Like I have two children at home. One's about to turn one years old, and you know two and a half weeks or so, three weeks, one just turned five. And for those that have kids, I know you know this to be true, but if you don't, it's like you see other people's kids 
and you haven't seen him for a few months or a year and you see him like, oh my God, look how big they got. And, and that, that's your experience of it. But as a parent, what makes it so beautiful is the subtle things that happen on a day to day. They learn this little thing and they, do, they start doing this subtle little thing and only a parent would notice that because you're there with them all the time and you start noticing like, oh, they're, this changed a little bit today or they became more aware of that today. And like, and like I derive so much joy from noticing those subtle changes within my children. And it also makes you just appreciate humanity and like what it takes to, to take a life that was just born and that eventually turns into quote an adult or whatever it is, right. That like becomes self-sufficient and like how much insane effort that requires on your part and presence and stuff like that. But like, it's not because, Oh, they did that whole thing today. It's like, Oh, they just, they're practicing. Oh, look at that little subtle change. And like, for me, I just get so much satisfaction from noticing those subtleties. And so it's like that, that's where I derive satisfaction in my own life today as well. Subtle changes. It's really interesting. You bring up kids. I was actually thinking about uh, Fanny when, when you kind of started this, but I'm noticing it also with kids. It's like, I think the thing that makes the biggest difference using kind of Robert Greene's mastery idea is commitment. Like as a parent, if you think about it, most, most of the time as parents, we don't get it right. Like most of the time, I mean, like the, by the way, for, for all those parents who think that they need to be perfect all the time, just so you guys know, like the, the law is, Oops, oh. sorry, bro. Sorry about that. I thought I was turning off mine. I turned off yours. How'd you turn off mine as well? I didn't realize I could even do that. Um, the, uh, the thing is if you get it right, 30% of the time, like if you attune to a, a child 30% of the time, so like one out of three, you're doing a perfect job. Perfect job. Okay. Now that means that two out of three times you are misattuned, not doing it right, etc. Right. Imagine if, imagine if you woke up and after 10 of these failures, 50 of these failures, whatever, you were like, you know what? I'm not good at this parenting thing. I quit. Like you can't do that. You just can't do that. Like, with kids, it's one of the, the few places in life that you got to show up no matter what. Your life can be in the fucking shitter. Like in every other area, you're going to show up for your kids. Because some will say like, I have no choice, but that's bullshit. You always have a choice. I mean, there are parents that leave. I don't think anyone here who's working on themselves ever consider even doing that, but like people do that, you know, so that, that is a choice. So I would venture to say that commitment is probably one of the most important things. Now with children, I think it's kind of baked in. It's like when I have a child, like, I'm basically saying that I'm committed to this being for life. But let's let's take it a, a, another place, right? Relationships. The idea of marriage, if you think about it, is a commitment for life. You are saying, right? Like we all have that thing of, uh, you know, I'm there through sickness, health, da, 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 whatever that, you know, whatever the phrasing is. So like what we're actually giving our word to 
is again, a commitment for life. But how many people hold on to that commitment? I mean, statistically, less than 50%. People want to achieve health goals. But how committed are they? If you if you look at any um, gym membership philosophy, right, they will take a monthly fee and they know that 80, 90% of the people that are going to pay an ongoing membership will never set foot in the doors after the first month, but we'll just keep it going. So places like Planet Fitness and all this stuff caught on and they were like, all right, we're just going to charge 10 bucks a month or whatever. I don't know what it is today. And like, we're going to have tens of thousands of people pay us for something that they're never, ever going to use, but they won't cancel it because that would really be them admitting their failure. So they're just going to keep it going. Eh, Maybe next month. Guy and I used to always joke that the gyms were always uh, the busiest for the first two, three weeks after the new year. Hated it. And then everyone would disappear yeah, because their fucking commitment went out the window. Yeah, by February, it's just back to normal. Business back to normal. Work. Yeah. That's it. And so what's interesting is, and I spoke to my wife about this the other day, um, Fanny and I just, uh, this year, we celebrated 15 years of marriage. And we've been together for like 16 and a half years, let's say. I proposed to Fanny after we were together for just four months. And what I said to her was, it was really interesting. Like we knew really, really early on in our relationship, like I said, I love you to her two weeks into the relationship. And I was like, look, I don't need you to say anything back to me. I just want you to know where I'm at. Like, I love you and I'm gonna marry you. Like that that was in two weeks I knew, right? I didn't know it like on the first date, but in two weeks I knew. By four months, I actually proposed to her. So now we were both committed. And I said, what's really interesting is most couples stay together in this like, I'm going to feel you out and figure out like, do I want to marry you, not marry you? Are you my person, not my person? And they do this for like a year, two, three, five, seven, nine, ten, whatever it is, right? And I'm not making anyone wrong for doing that. What I want to name, though, is that like inside of that level of commitment, what you're looking for is, is this person right for me? Is it not person right for me? And then they do that thing because I have not met a, met a person yet on planet Earth who doesn't bother the fuck out of me in one way or another. Right. Like so now you're in an intimate relationship with this person. They're going to do just one thing. Right. Just one thing that's going to upset you. They're going to do many, right? But if your commitment is like, eh, let me see, you know, oh, that really fucking upsets me. But because Fanny and I were committed to forever from four months in, a lot of that, like, none of that stuff came up. Because as it came up, I was like, I don't care. It's not that big a deal. Like, we're in this forever. I don't give a shit. And you start to look at like, a, you start to look at things from a very different lens when your commitment is forever, like our commitment to Satori Prime is forever. Like I will do this till the day I die, probably on my deathbed, I will be saying something that has to do with spirituality and coaching and blah, 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 blah. Like we live, breathe everything, this stuff. 
there's nothing else on planet earth that I'm going to do. Like I'm just not maybe the, the way it's done and all that stuff can change, but like I'm in it forever. Right. So that's my commitment. So when shit gets rough and stuff happens, which in entrepreneurship for anyone that knows, like that's an inevitability. Elon Musk has almost bankrupt multiple companies many a times. When your commitment is unwavering to yourself, it doesn't matter. Uh, we were we interviewed uh, Jonathan DiMartini a long time ago, and he said this line, which really resonated for me. He said, "When when you can get that things aren't in the way of your path, but rather they are." on your path on the way of your path yeah not in the way but on the way right like it is literally like a self-creation in order to sharpen your axe in order to chisel away everything that no longer is necessary or uh you know on your way to whatever is next like the up leveling and the releasing and the liberation of And when that hit me, I was like, you know, Guy and I got really, really lucky because we found our purpose when, like you said, when we were very young, I was 21, Guy was 19. And it was very clear to me that day. I didn't know how the fuck we were going to do it or how it was going to show up in my life. But I will never forget that Sunday at that event, I literally stood up on stage and I declared that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And here we are 21 years later, like this is what I'm doing. So then everything that showed up, like, really felt synchronistically part of that path to unravel and and release and liberate what was no longer necessary for me to get to wherever this energy is, is moving me. Like, at the end of the day, I'm a vessel to this. And that's why our commitment is like, it's so paramount in the way that we operate in life. But think about how few places in your life you have that level of unwavering commitment. Truthfully, like the more I think about it, I think for most humans, other than kids, I don't know that there are many areas that people have this kind of unwavering commitment to. And I would almost think that like, Like I said earlier, I don't think that people think that they have that level of commitment by choice. Mm -hmm. I think they're like, well, I had a kid. I got to take care of the kid, blah, blah, blah. But like, like I said earlier, there's always a choice. Well, I think maybe fundamentally, that's why it's such a uh, life altering experience for so many, because it's the first time in many people's lives that they're truly, deeply and eternally committed to something. And whether that's by choice or by circumstance, you know, but like, yeah, it's rare to create that level of commitment to something. We used to be in a class where they would say, create a problem that's big enough to give your life over to. And they said, don't, you know, they're like solving problems in life is an inevitability. If you have a problem and you solve it, what's waiting right behind that problem is just the next problem, right? So they're like, instead of working on all the problems that eventually show up in life, they're like, just create a problem that's worth giving your life over to. And so for Elon and me, 
you know, the problem we created is a, a society that's not transformed, not experiencing their essence, not experiencing connection, safety, well-being, stuff like that. And so our pursuit has been and the practices that allow for us to re-engineer our minds, our nervous systems, our emotional bodies, and like what, what are the things that people can do realistically on a regular basis to really support them in having completely transformative experiences. Cause we would love to see a world where people are truly expressing that, which they are, they, they're not afraid to go for it and try to create something in this world that is of their essence and not fit themselves into boxes and systems that were designed and created, not for them. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately the majority of our society is, is, doesn't have that. And we could tell you like, you know, life is a risky game, right? Business is a risky game, creating something worth a value that you're going to put out there and you know mm. people are either going to love or judge is a risky game and that's just that's just part of it and some people will do that and it's unfortunate we applaud them until we try to tear them down um you know, go 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 no you went too far come back down <laughs> you're too right now you've made too much progress <laughs> come back you little bastard um but you know that doesn't mean it's not worth playing you know at the end of the day I have, a, I have a rule these as a, as I've rounded 40, I have a rule where it's like, I may have altercations with people. I may have moments of judgment, but at the end of the day, the people in my life that I, that I know well, what I know about them is their heart, right? I know their heart. I know where their integrity lies. So these moment by moment, things are irrelevant to me that might happen interpersonally that create difficulties or challenges. Like with my wife, like I know her, her heart, we can argue about things and even get upset or even hostile about things sometimes, but it's like, but I know my wife's heart. So there, there, I, I, everyone just kind of gets a pass in my book when I know that. And I find it strange when people like get into, you know, certain mental states or come up with cer certain stories about people or judgments. And it's like, yeah, but you know, you know, my heart, like we can have this thing that, that showed up because, you know, something sensitive got touched and, uh, and this thing came out and it's not beautiful or it wasn't in that moment, but nonetheless, like, I know where you lie. I know where you come from and I know what you stand for. And that's, that's really all that matters for me today. Yeah. I think it's a really, really interesting place to look from. It's kind of interesting that we are. So I was saying this to Andrew the other day, uh, that one of the things that I'm, I'm really becoming more present to is how do I show up for my family and the people in my life? the same way that we show up for our clients. Mm. You know, like when I'm, when I'm with a client, I'm like, Oof. so there, like, yeah. like everything else else is melted away. And I'm just like here with this person and I can, I can feel and allow their, their sadness or fear, everything with this like incredible container of just being like, I got you. Right. And I don't show up for my wife and my kids in that same way all the time. We were talking about like, you know, the, the, I think that's what kind of makes relationships interesting is that like interwoven play and, and how we, there's an intentionality of like creating certain um, challenges like inside of the relationship so that we can grow. Um, and yeah, it's still, it's like something that I'm really 
becoming more present to it's like, how do I listen from that place? And how do I offer that same level of love and attunement uh, all the time? Obviously, again, like I get it. It's a lot easier said than done. Um, and there, there's something to that. I feel like we're, we're sometimes the shittiest to the people who we're the closest to uh, because we know like they're not going anywhere, right? Like they're still going to love you. So it almost gives us like more space to be shitty in a way sometimes. Um, so anyway, that that's just another thing that's kind of come up from yeah, I think that's a really good inquiry. And I would say the same in my life. And I think it's just much easier when we set time aside. Yeah. You know, for certain things, we say hey, this is really focused time. And yeah, a lot when we're family, there's like so much content coming up, exactly. conversations happening. And is that to say that there is not room for optimization there? Certainly, um, you know, like things I try to do when I'm, you know, with my kids in the morning, I just don't bring my phone into the room because naturally inclined to go check it over and over again or something mm -hmm. like that. And like, I just really want to uh, give them that space and time to be with me fully. And like, truth be told is like, where do I get more enjoyment? Like checking my email again, or like looking, you know, longingly and deeply into my, my son's eyes while he's got this like giant, silly, wild grin on his face. Like that's the best thing ever. I mean, you know, I have those moments where I sound like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, uh, I really, it really deserves a lot more than that. Uh, it's strange that a phenomenology of like being the worst to the ones that you love is a strange one. Yeah. And I think it's good. And I think it's cause you know, they won't, they won't walk away from you easily where yeah. like people that would, you tend to, you know, walk a little bit more carefully or be a little bit more mindful perhaps about how you speak. And that's unfortunate. Like, you know, I've investigated that it for is. a long time, but it's like, you know, I, I also think there's like, there's not a lot of space in society for us to have like a truly authentic sounding board when we're like really frustrated. Yeah. You know? And so like, we'll take that frustration and, you know, speak it to our spouse or significant other. And like, maybe that's not the best place to do that. Like the challenge I have in my life right now is my time is so encapsulated with my children uh, that like when I have challenges, you know, in my relation, my relationship business, whatever, my wife is like my sounding board for everything. And sometimes it's, it's too much for her. And she wants me to have a sounding board elsewhere, but I'm like, I don't really have time to go. <laughs> or like, you know, go get a massage today or whatever it might be that might relax that part. Um, so she ends up getting too much of the burden and vice versa. And it's uh, uh, an unfortunate amalgamation of like the times that we're in that we don't live in more community structures that can yeah. support, you know, that kind of stuff. And we're, look, we're all doing our best, right? That's the reality. Yeah. Like I, I kind of recognize these days too. Like that's my other role these days. I just recognize that everyone is always doing the best with the information and experiences that they've had yeah, or having. And so it's like, uh, I don't want people to hold me to or fault me for my worst moments. No more than I want to hold on to them myself. I want to learn from them and move the fuck on. Um, so it's the same thing when I see that stuff with other people, I don't make the assumption anymore. Oh, that's how that person is. I'm like, oh, that's how they were in that moment. Yeah. And I probably caught them when it wasn't great for them or they had a certain stress that I wasn't aware of or whatever it is. And I'm like, you know what? You got to pass in my book. Everyone, everyone gets compassion today from me. Uh, and like you said, it's like almost the most difficult in a loving relationship because you spend so much time together. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of like hold them to a standard that, you know, sometimes they can't live up to. 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, my beautiful people, as we round 2023 and enter 2024, uh, I hope to see a lot of you involved and integrating more and more into this work, our programs. I hope to see you in our level one, level two, level three programs. I see some of you are already in there. Um, I'm excited to be on this journey with you all, this journey of introspection and learning of like who we actually are on this planet so that we can be living on purpose, uh, amazing to ourselves first and foremost, um, so that we can then transfer that and be amazing to the other people that we love and want to impact in our lives. Um, I hope that <clears throat> this year brings each and every one of you more peace, more well-being, more support. I think those are the things that have made the biggest, biggest shifts in our lives. Um, I hope that you can ask for help where you need it. And I hope that you take actions in the place that can offer you that level of support. Um, yeah, I just really hope that this year you don't talk about the transformation and change that you want. Rather, you become an active participant, get on the court and play. Um, because what I have seen is what one is capable to create in 12 months is fucking unimaginable. Mm -hmm. Like I record calls with people that register for level three and I send it to them and I'm like, keep this somewhere because you're going to want to revisit it. And they do. And they'll go back and watch like that call or one of the first lives that they were on with us as a group. And they're like, I didn't even recognize myself. Because the way that you hold yourself, the things that come out of your mouth, the way that you be, it's it like, it's unimaginable the kind of transformation that you create in 12 months if you have commitment. The practices, guys, are easy. Like, it's a rinse and repeat thing. It is easy. The commitment to show up no matter what, that's, that's honestly, like, that's the biggest thing. It's not showing up when life is great and da, da, da. it's like when shit hits the fan, like, are you doubling down on your practices? Are you doubling down on receiving support? Are you like, what are you doing? So I really, really hope that for all of you, uh, you're able to find that in your life. And again, if there's any way that we can be of support on that journey, again, we have been doing this for over 21 years, like individually, um, there's a lot, a lot that we can show you and help you uh, circumvent a lot of the pitfalls and shortcut your growth. So uh, we're here. Yeah. And we will remain to be here till you're ready. And that, and, and that Van, I just put up the, uh, the link to book a call with Elon. If you want to have a chat with him, uh, it's a one-on-one -on -one 30 minute call, partially coaching and then partially an exploration of looking at, you know, our programs and are they a good fit for you? Is there something else you could be doing right now? Um, uh, obviously, our time is extremely valuable. We're we are now co hosting thousands of people in this community, um, and that's coming with its own growing pains. So, I hope you guys can be patient with us as we like you know clunkily find our way into to building all the systems and support things. And most of them are built out. Uh, truth be told, we're doing we're doing a good job. 
But, you know, the, the reality is the last six months and more intensely in the last two or three months, we're, we're going from being a company that supported a few hundred people a year internally to a company that's going to support potentially tens of thousands of people per year. Um, and that's, you know, certainly going to come with some kind of uh, shift in, in, just, in a few. just a few. So uh, having said that, um, you know, our time is really valuable. Our clients, personal clients pay, pay us upwards of $3,000. Uh, for our private coaching, you can do the same thing and get a private session with Elon for just $111. Uh, if you do decide to move forward with any programs after that, uh, we will credit you that $111 towards that program. So you can use it uh, towards that. Uh, otherwise, it is your show up fee and your pay to pay attention fee. Um, we just, you know, we need something on the line for you to make sure that if you're going to book into Elon's calendar that you're going to show up. So uh, we're putting our time and our uh, expertise at stake. Uh, you're putting your time and, uh, you know, a small investment um, to do the same. So uh, that link is there um, and uh, you're, you know, welcome to click on it. Otherwise, um, I did make a more simple link, but I cannot even remember it at this point in time for you. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I will, for those of you guys who are interested, here's just a link in the chat box. Let's see. And uh, I can even redirect you there, I think. Let's see if we can make this work. Yeah, oh, that works for you. So a new page may have just opened on your screen with that link. Um, he's got usually space for roughly five people a week. Beyond that, his schedule is pretty pretty slammed. Um, so that's uh, what we're making available right now. Might change in the future. But again, if you do want to have a conversation, get some direct coaching, find out about our programs, see if they're a good fit, that's the, uh, the right path to take. Right. And, and, and just, just one last thing. Uh, if you are interested to join the higher level programs, I'm talking like level two, level three, um, we are just about to start. So like the beginning of January, we're going to start a new level two intake. We only do that once a quarter. So the next one probably won't be till April. So if you know that this is something that you want to do, then I know my calendar is already full for this, this week and next week I'm taking off, but like book a session right at that first week of January and we can still get you into that intake. Um, so if you are that committed, like once you take that, um, you go through that link, message me, just find me on Facebook and like message me or shoot me an email, you know, whatever, just find me and let me know, Hey, listen, Elon, like I really want to make it into the January group. And I'll, I'll figure out a way to have that chat with you to, uh, to make that happen. Cause otherwise, like I said, you, you'll have to wait till April. Beautiful. Okay. All right, y'all. All right. Happy holidays. Many blessings to you and your family. Uh, we look forward to connecting with you in the new year. Elon's going to shoot you out some hearts. I'll try to do the same. Bye-bye. We love you. Have a beautiful day and we will see y'all next time. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. 
It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.